This interview comes with a bit of a disclaimer. If you're here for an interview with a successful entrepreneur who has taken the road less traveled, then you're in the right place. But I will warn you that after about the 33 minute mark, we tend to get a little silly. So if you're easily offended, you might want to move on to the next one. But if you want to just buckle up and enjoy the ride, here we go. You are not here by accident. You are here by design. And you are here to find courage in the face of fear, to replace isolation with connection, to push back that feeling of overwhelm, and to start feeling confident. And you know how you're going to do it? By listening to other people's stories. There's no better way to feed your soul and raise your vibration and shift your mindset than to hear the stories of those who have gone before you. I'm your host, Lori Lynn, also known as Her Royal Excitedness, and I invite you to rise and climb. Welcome to another episode of Rise and Climb with Lori Lynn. Our guest today is a woman who really forged her own path. Um, she does sound British, but she feels like she's as much of an American as, as the rest of us who are listening from the States because she spent a decade um, on American soil. She is the founder of a company called Symphony VA. She's been published in Forbes magazine, and she is someone who is really taking the road less traveled um, and traveling the world. So, Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So I don't even think I gave your last name. So Stephanie oh. Conway. That is me. <laughs> <Founder> of <laughs> Stephanie VA. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so um, happy to be here. Tell me um, how you came up with the name for your company. I think it's beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, so it sounds a lot like Stephanie, um, and because I have an accent, it was when I was in America, someone asked me, um, this was actually at Burning Man, I was at a festival and um, in the Nevada desert, and some guy comes up to me and said, what's your name? And I was like, Stephanie? And he said, Symphony? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> that's awesome. So when I saw that, I thought that it just really um, gives me this sense of harmony and working together and creating something beautiful. So what beautiful imagery. So way to go, man who got your name wrong. Exactly. I loved it. I was like, thank you so much, that man, whoever that is. Right. Right. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> So, well, I know the reason that we connected is because we're, you know, in one of the same groups on Facebook and you had posted that you were recently, uh, you recently had an article published in Forbes. And then um, even more exciting is that for all of these years, you've been writing for other people and no one has any idea that those are actually your words and your ideas. They've, they've been attributed to other people. So tell me about this, this new exciting win. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, so basically, like you just said, um, I've been working for the past 
seven and a bit years I'm doing marketing and public relations so I've been writing press releases and content and articles for all kinds of brands and clients and and it's always been it's amazing to see your work published but you know obviously you never get the credit but then um this time I got my first ever article with my my actual name underneath it um, uh in oh, a girl in progress love it Yes, and I'm so excited. It was just so amazing to see my name next to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That's so exciting. Thank you. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about your journey. Like you are, you're a VA. Now, so when I was growing up, VA meant veterans assistance. So now right. it's completely different. Like when you say VA, tell us what that means and what that looks like for you. So it literally means virtual assistant. Um, I didn't really know what that meant either. Um, I had a friend who a year ago, she lives in England and she just suddenly was like, I'm going to be a VA. And I was like, sorry, what, what is that? Um, <laughs> and she, she did a course and then she was off on her travels and she was working from her laptop. And I was like, I don't know what you're doing, but I need to figure out what you're doing so I can do it too. Um, oh. So um, I'd been working in marketing and PR and it was great. And I was working for all kinds of brands and things, but I was still working for someone else. And I was still in an office and I still had to be there nine to five, which is great. You know, you have to conform to society, but if you have the option not to, why not do that? Um, <laughs> um, oh, I, I just, love that. I kind of, I, after being in America for so long, I, I'm just going off on a tangent. So I apologize if this is too long, but um, I'm, so basically, I came home. There was a death in the family. I was in America for eight and a half years. I'd just become a citizen, and um, my mum's sister had died. And mm -hmm. there was just a little bit of a lot of people were upset, and there was just things that needed to be sorted out. So it was easier for me to come back to the UK. Um, so I came home, and I was supportive with my family, but I'd been living in LA for eight and a half years and I didn't know what rain was anymore. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Um, you got spoiled. <laughs> oh, I was so spoiled. So spoiled. Um, but I'd, I'd immediately, because of my great resume, thankfully, I managed to get a job straight away in a marketing company within the first week. So it was just like, go, go, go. But I would wake up in the morning and it would be nighttime because it was in winter and then I'd come home from work and it'd be nighttime and it'd be raining all the time and that's after being like an LA girl for so long I was like I can't I didn't right. realize but I was I was so scatty and I was just like I'd lose my keys everywhere and my parents were just like there's something wrong with you like you're clearly not like handling life as easily as you were before right um, and I just, I was in a fluorescent lit office and mm. I was around, you know, I love English people, but um, pessimism is one of their favorite hobbies sometimes. Um, <laughs> well said. And, exactly. And it's, and it's great. And it's nice to like complain about the weather with people and stuff, but I was just, um, I'd been converted and I'd had a sunny disposition and I just, it was really a big shock to the system. So I kind of, I just... I decided, I was like, I can't live like this and I need to make a change. So I looked up the virtual assistant savvy with, I can't remember her name. It's Abby someone, sorry, I should really know. But I didn't even do her full course. I literally 
took her freebie and then she did this video of like, this is how you get clients. And I was like, I can do this with the skill set that I have. So I just mm. made it mm -hmm. happen. Wow. Wow. How long before you could, you could launch yourself in your own career instead of relying on, you know, someone else in the payroll? Um, well, I put my notice in and then I kind of started like slowly putting things together. Um, and I just started putting out in, in Abby's um, videos, she'd said, celebrate the little wins and let as many people know as, sorry, there's a dog barking. <laughs> Can you hear it? <laughs> it's, it's real life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real life dog. Right. I'm in Indonesia right now and you never know what noises you're going to hear. So. Oh, right. <laughs> Let you know. Um, thankfully, the mosque isn't going off, so that's good. Um, hey, yeah. <laughs> so I, we, I spent um, a summer in Uganda, East Africa, so very similar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what noises you're going to hear next, like be it like somebody screaming down the street or mm -hmm. like dogs barking, or it's yeah. great. It's an amazing experience. But <laughs> 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 um, so where was I? At? Oh, so. Uh, she'd said, Abby had said in her video, this, this mini training video, um, celebrate the little wins and let everybody know that you're starting the business because you never know where a lead could come from. And that mm -hmm. just kind of, I just took it and ran with it. And I just, I started creating content and this is what I'd been doing. So I just used myself as a client and as an example. So I, um, wow, that's smart. Yeah, um, and started posting in Facebook groups and, and letting people know in my, like, at home and things like that um, and just kind of putting the word out there. And then once you've put the word out there, you can't go back on yourself because, mm -hmm. you, you know, it's kind of embarrassing if you do. So I kind mm -hmm. of had gone so far that um, by the time that my, my notice had been uh, fulfilled, I was ready to go and I didn't really have an option not to because I'd already told people I was going to do it. So I had to do it. Um, and the first day that I started my business, I got my first client, which I was so excited about. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. So um, how many clients do you currently serve at any given time? I know, you know, people come on and people drop off. Obviously, you know, they have yeah. short-term projects and long-term long projects. What is what is a good, um, solid kind of hefty or average workload, whatever, you know, whatever it looks like for you? I have currently around 10 clients, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm working for 10 clients at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had some people who are like, they've hired me and they just have me do like ad hoc jobs every now and then. And then mm -hmm. I have some people who have like need a lot of work done and it's you're working project by project. But I would say right now I have 10 clients on the go, which is amazing for me, for me anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so do you have them on retainer? Um, so what they'll do is currently, um, I just sell a package of hours to people and it would be on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. So then we'll fulfill the hours based on the, the work that needs to be done. But some people it's like, I've sold them the hours and then they've, they've not really needed it or they've been too busy. So it'll, I'll just make it roll over and then I'll help them whenever they need me. Um, some people it's like, I do the hours in like a day. 
<laughs> so it just really depends on, on wow. what the project is or right. things like that. Yeah. Well, you're incredibly articulate. Um, you know, clearly you've been writing for a long time. What are, what are the things that led you to that path? Oh, to, to writing? Yeah. Um, I, when I was a kid, I loved, I think it begins, sorry, this is so cheesy, but when I was a kid, I've always loved a, like, I've always loved a good story. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of everything. And I think it comes from like when you're a kid and you get read, read to at nighttime and you just like really enjoy like what you're being told and you're really sold in the moment and things like that. And, and when I was growing up, I was really into acting. And again, that's like storytelling. Um, and the reason why I ended up in America in the first place is because I had been acting for as a kid and I'd been in some professional performances and I did the national youth theater and then I got accepted into an acting school, which is why I ended up in LA. Um, but while I was in LA, everyone was an actor. Um, everyone was an actor. My mm-hmm. Uber driver, my, my barista, my, anyone who had a cash in hand job. It was like, you couldn't get away from the actors. Like you'd go to a bar and people would be like, do you want to come to my improv show? And it was just like, oh, and, you know, the death. Like, just being in that city, it made me go, is this what I really want for my life? Like, do I really want to be struggling to make it happen, but living on that dream that this one big break might happen? Or do I really want to curate something for my life? So, and obviously I have, I have a tremendous respect for actors and for people who really dedicate themselves to it. But I realized I wanted to be more in control of my life than at the whim of a casting director or a producer. So I went on the business Mm. side of it um, and I started off in talent representation, but then it went over into branding. It just naturally kind of happened. Um, And, but I've always had that love for storytelling. Sorry, this is a really long winded response. No, it's perfect. I love it. That's, that's what storytellers do. Own it. (laughs) (laughs) Having that, that experience of just loving a good story is what drives me with, with writing because it's all about the human connection. And the whole point of marketing is you're really reaching out to your target demographic and you're connecting with them on a level where they understand, we, there's an understanding of one another. And if, you, if you're not quite getting there, then you're not marketing correctly. Um, so it's really just, it's the thing that drives me is that human connection to everything. And and being able to connect with another human and make them feel an emotion. And um, yeah, that's why I love writing. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It's so, it, it's wild to me. As you were talking, I actually started to get a little teary because oh. I, I know. <laughs> um, we have been in transition, um, my family yeah. and I. And I was just saying to my middle daughter this morning, I miss our read aloud time, snuggling up together and reading stories together. And she goes, oh, I miss it too. (laughs) And we're all actors. Like we live in Nashville and in Nashville, everyone's a musician and a singer. You know, I'm a singer songwriter coming to my show. Um, And I'm not a singer songwriter, but um, we love doing, you know, music videos and commercials and stage productions. And she loves musicals and she really wants to be an actress um, on Broadway. Oh, that's right? so amazing. <laughs> but so just, amazing. 
yesterday she was she was actually sitting on the floor in the kitchen, I don't know, painting her toenails or something. <laughs> and she said, I need a way to make money, like consistently, because this acting thing, it's like, you know, you might get a gig and you might not. And it's really spotty. It's so sporadic. So I really need something that's going to be more consistent. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm listening to you, Stephanie, and I'm wow. like, wow. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, where was she when I was dealing with this? Like, I feel like she already had this wisdom. Like, <laughs> she's twelve. Twelve, and she's already got she's this figured 12. out. She didn't even have to go to to the Uber drivers or to the right. <laughs> Well, we've actually we spent a lot of time, you know, getting in in Ubers and Lyfts and talking to the baristas, and you know, we, yeah. we live very. Um, I don't know, eclectic lives, I guess. We're homeschoolers. So we're out and about a lot. And we love talking to people and hearing their stories. Yes. So on our way back from, um, we went to see one of my best friends who lives in Minnesota. And yeah. she actually invited my middle daughter as um, like as a coming of age trip because she's great with middle school girls and Aww. is really comfortable talking about all the changes that happen, you know, going from becoming yeah. a woman, from being a little kid and the in-between. And so on our way back, we took an Uber from the airport to my vehicle and, um, and I had parked at a friend's house who lived closer to the airport. And she, um, as I was paying attention to something else, she was asking the Uber driver questions, you know, how long have you been driving and what else do yeah. you do? And, um, you know, just like she's a little adult just sitting there carrying on this conversation. So, so she has actually been pulling stories out of people and trying to figure out, you know, what resonates with her. And just like you in LA going, is this really what I want to do? Is this the path that I want to take? Um, and then well, what else is there? <laughs> And, and you don't know what you don't know. So what a godsend that your friend said, hey, I'm going to be a VA. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, what are the challenges that you have faced so far in this, um, this new endeavor, this, you know, big, it ta it's a big leap of faith. Like you had to face the fear of the unknown, you know, and move forward, yeah. even though you had never, there's, there aren't that many people. <laughs> <laughs> have paved this path before you. It's not like you can go to college and become a VA. You know, it's not like a thing where I'm going to be a teacher, I'm going to be a nurse, mm -hmm. I'm going to be a doctor, a lawyer. You're you're going to be a what? <laughs> a virtual what? So, what are the challenges that you faced? Um, you know, as a VA and as you kind of stepped out into the unknown. Um, I think to obviously in the beginning, the the thing that really. <laughs> that you feel right in the beginning is that self doubt and the fear and am I good enough to do this? Like, um, am I worthy? Do I deserve to be a business owner? Am I going to be successful? You know, um, I think you are your own worst critic, right? Um, there's, you know, other people can say things to you, but like, unless you, if you don't believe it, it doesn't matter. But if you mm -hmm. believe what they tell you, then, then it starts to matter, right? So um, my parents have always been very, you know, they've wanted me to play it safe, even though I ended up going to acting school. <laughs> right. But they wanted me to play it safe. I'm like, I'm an only child, they care, like, you know. And my stepdad is the one person who will be like, 
no, you shouldn't do this because it's too out there and it's too crazy and no one can trust it. And he kind of saw it as like a get rich quick scheme, which by the way, any business that you start is never going to be a get rich quick scheme. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but, exactly. But I, I kind of would, I'd listen to him and I'd be like, but you have a very valid point. I do not have any, any evidence to suggest that you're wrong. I would have to prove that you're wrong. Um, so having the confidence to just go for it, feel the fear and do it anyway. I know that's a cheesy line, but just, you know what? Like you're never going to be fully ready, are you? You're never going to be fully ready. So if you don't make the, the leap, like there's never going to be a right time. Um, so I think actually biting the bullet and doing it was terrifying. Um I had a bit of a trouble with um, my last employer who I think felt threatened uh, that I was going to steal clients and then started kind of threatening legal action, which kind of made me feel a, a little bit, it was kind of a bit hurtful actually more than anything, um, which I didn't yeah. do anything like that. But that was, that was kind of painful because I think you realize when you just start to do something for yourself, you start to realize who your real friends are, who, who are the people who are clapping loudly for you and who are the ones that are maybe sending you a DM to say well done because they don't want other people to know that they're happy for you kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. um, you do see a little bit more of that and you see people's true colors. But, um, but luckily, that, I think that's more of a blessing than anything else. Um, and then once I started my actual business, getting organized because you're your own boss, um, and, and then also setting time to do work. I know you get this freedom of being your own boss and obviously having international clients, it's great because you can work at night or during the day. But if I don't set hours for myself to work, then I feel guilty if I go and do anything else that's not my business. So really just having that mm -hmm. self-discipline to be able to go, no, I deserve my own free time and, and I also need to do the actual work so um being able to prioritize my time has been really important um has been a bit of an, a struggle to just kind of figure out how I've wanted to do it but um but yeah I think that's it really like just the self-doubt which you know you always struggle with it's just a, it's a lifelong thing isn't it there's always going to be a, mm -hmm. a cloud that comes along <laughs> mm -hmm. yep that's the truth <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I probably have a few decades of clouds. <laughs> but thankfully, they're all in the rearview mirror, you know, and they are far behind. Exactly. Um, and that's, you know, like, I, I really cannot say, like, I, I genuinely feel like maybe it's a coming of age thing as well. But like, I feel like I'm the happiest I've ever been because I'm doing something I've I'm doing something for me and not for anybody else. And it almost feels so liberating that no matter what anybody else can say, I'm doing it for me. And for that's the only reason why I'm doing it. So it just, it's given me some kind of strength that I didn't know that I had before. That's beautiful. I love that. Oh. No, I really, really love that. Um, so <clears throat> someone said to me many years ago, don't let people should on you, S-H-O-U-L-D. Yeah. You should do this. You should do that. Stop shitting on me. Um, but 
as a young woman, um, you know, graduated high school, went to college, um, ended up getting married a few years later, having children, and really spent my life doing what I believed what I should do and devoting all of my time and resources and energy to helping other people fulfill their dreams. And that's beautiful and that's worthy, but it was to the neglect of my own desires, my own dreams. And um, I'm actually, like, I read scripture almost every day. And uh, one of the things that I keep going back to again and again and again is like the greatest commandment is this, love your neighbor as yourself. And I feel like so often we leave off the as yourself part um, because we just assume that, oh yeah, of course you love yourself. Like you're going to take care of yourself. And it's actually a command. (laughs) We're commanded to love ourselves. And I think part of that is recognizing like, what is our heart saying? What has been put in us that is intended to come out of us? Um, One of the interviews that I did recently with um, Devon Brown. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a delight. He does a lot of emceeing events. And he said, you know, I think the road less traveled is actually the one that your heart wants to take you on. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Um, and there was a, there's another analogy that um, a friend of mine has used once, and it was um, that, you know, when you get on an airplane, and they say in the safety announcement, they're like, put your, uh, your own oxygen mask on before helping others. And that's mm-hmm. the whole point, right? Like, like, yeah. like what you're saying to expand on it is if you can't like look after yourself, you're no good to anyone else anyway. Like right. you shouldn't really be going out and like trying to take care of other people because really like you need to feel whole to even be able to give that love to any, like to be able to have love your neighbor you have to actually have that second clause because otherwise you're not going to be strong enough to be able to take on other people's issues or problems or whatever. And that to, to me has been like, like you said, that to me has been a massive issue in my life because I've always said yes to people without necessarily thinking of my own things. And I think maybe it's, maybe it's a female thing. Like a lot of us, go through it because we all want to be liked and we all want to um we want to do the right thing and be the right person and not look like the like not look out of place or not look bad to other people but at the end of the day like we could all die tomorrow so it's like why not take the time that we have and live it to the best the best of our abilities yeah it's so true i actually exactly one year ago this month lost one of my um, dearest friends to cancer. And um, I keep thinking, you know, we don't know the amount of time that we have. She was young and vibrant and healthy and beautiful, never said an unkind word. And I'm not exaggerating. Like she never said an unkind word about anyone. Um, Her her husband um, could easily have been British though. (laughs) So they're kind of the yin and yang. (laughs) She balanced him out and he balanced her out, I think. But um, I think often about how she was, um, she was here and then she was gone and asked and, um, you know, how, what, what am I actually doing with my days? How am I filling my days? And am I contributing? Am I, um, is the banner over me love? 
you know. Um, exactly. I, I talked to my middle daughter. Uh, it's so funny. It's all of these parallels. So I was actually on the plane on the way back and there was a little boy who was about nine or 10 sitting to my left. And then my daughter who's 12 sitting to my right. And the flight attendant came to me specifically because I have two children sitting on either side. Of me. And yeah. he's like, you know, to, you know, put your own mask on first and then help them. And I'm like, yeah. And so my middle daughter asked me what he said and I explained. And another um, analogy along with that is uh, someone recently said to me, you know, the, the heart actually pumps the blood to itself first. Ooh. And, yeah. And then out to the rest of the body. And if we're not taking care of ourselves first, taking care of our health, getting enough sleep, eating nutritious food, feeding our minds with things that are positive and um, really feasting on what's beautiful, then we're not going to be able to contribute. We're not going to be able to, you know, really love well and serve well. Um, so I just, I love that you all, you know, like already have kind of, you know, honed in on that and are able to serve out of a place of high energy and beauty and truth and love. And um, I feel like it, it really kind of, all of those things um, I think are conveyed in the name of your company, in the symphony oh. VA, um, because you can't think of a symphony and not feel like your, your mood elevated, you know? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's something that's delightful. It's like, it's a good, it's a positive part of life. And like you, you just said it perfectly earlier, but I was just, you know, like I've had those thoughts, you know, like where you go at the end of my life, could I look back and go, oh, did I contribute to the greater good overall? Or did I, or was I not doing that? Cause at the end of the day, what is the whole point of life? And if you've, if you've come and you've done your part and, you know, you've at least like spread a little bit of good, then what more could you really ask? Mm -hmm. You know, um, thinking back to, you know, you said we could all die tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, I just yeah. lost a friend exactly one year ago this month. Um, and then looking at beauty and time. And it's interesting to me that we put such value on time. So we just celebrated, it's July 2019. And yeah. here in the States, we just celebrated Independence Day. And my oh, oldest yeah. son, who's 15, was staying at a friend's house. And he said, Mom, they don't even have a dishwasher. Like, <laughs> they just all spent like $500 in fireworks. And it just burned up really fast and it was all gone. And he's like, I just think that, you know, people with more money should buy fireworks. I don't think that people with, you know, just a little bit of money have, you know, like they should do that because they could just band all their money together and like, you know, buy a dishwasher. And it really got me to thinking about like what we value. Yeah. So the culture among the people that um, he was staying with, from what I understand, talking to some other people who have rented out houses um, to people from this particular country, they don't use their dishwashers. Even if there's one in the house, they use it as another cabinet because normal is what you grow up with, you know? So you finish a dish, yeah. you wash it, you, you know, dry it, you put it away, whatever. And uh, I said, you know, Butterflies don't live that long. Flowers don't live that long. Music, you know, most songs are a couple minutes long. 
Um, even a symphony just being created takes all of this time and all of these different musicians to come together and the orchestra to the conductor. Um, but then the actual experience doesn't last that long. No. But we put all this value on, oh, well, you know, it's got to last a long time. And, you know, I don't think it does. I think we just have no. now. And what beauty are we creating right now in this moment? Absolutely. I love that. That's so nice. Um, yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. You, you've kind of... <laughs> I, I feel, I'm like, we're just going to marinate in that for a minute. <laughs> No, that's, I, I, I think that's really beautiful. That's a beautiful sentiment. Um, and it's sometimes, you know, you can get caught up in the day to days of like, you know, oh, got to do this. I've got to, you know, do my chores for the day. I've got to get this done and I've got to do that. And like, yeah, like it's, it's really nice to sometimes get that reminder. And I feel like whenever I get a reminder, it's usually like, I feel like life is just like doing that to me just to bring me back into reality. Like, um, I was on a trip. <laughs> this is terrible. I was on a trip to, um, Morocco. Like, I think it was about like two and a half months ago or something. And I kept being on my phone and it, you know, like it's just that millennial thing where you just, you want to take all the photos for Instagram and you want to, you know, edit your photos so you can get them online. But it's like, I was too busy, like worrying about like, how I looked on social media to actually like really live and enjoy the moment. So I was there taking pictures and I was riding on this camel. <laughs> and then... <laughs> okay. Time out, Stephanie. No one has ever said that to me before. <laughs> I was riding on this camel. <laughs> so picture this, this horrendous millennial sat on a camel dressed with like whatever like they put like a towel on my head so that I don't like burn from the sun and like I'm wearing the outfit and like and I'm like taking pictures as I go along and then this was just like it was one of those like snap back to reality moments the camel started booking because it had seen something like I don't know what it had seen and started booking and running and was like throwing me off and I fell off this camel onto my bum and it smashed my phone and I just was like, that's what you get. But I, I didn't, I, I, got, I got a really wow. nice bruise from my bum. And then the, the man, the camel man came over and said, no, this camel is not working. And I was like, okay. Well, but like I, it was such a perfect reminder and I was like I shouldn't sorry um I was like I sh shouldn't be on my phone I should be enjoying the moment and for the rest of the trip I just put my phone down and I just enjoyed it and I was just I was really grateful for that camel <laughs> <laughs> the camel that wasn't working <laughs> Little did he know, the camel worked just fine. <laughs> it was me that was broken. <laughs> oh, oh, Stephanie, I love that. Wow. 
So you start out in England, you move to LA, you're talking to me from Indonesia, you're telling me a story about Morocco. Is there, I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, I can't lie, like, I, I feel like I'm living my dream, like, this is, this is what I wanted, I wanted to travel the world, and I wanted to be able to tell a story, and that's, this is it, like, I don't need... I don't want to be a millionaire. I don't want to be um, the richest person in the world. I just want to have a nice life. And I feel like that's kind of what I'm kind of curating for myself in a sense. Like I don't need anything more than this. Which it brings like another a sense of like peace almost because it's just like, mm. I mean, yeah, I'll have goals and yeah, I have things that I want to do, but it's not like a, it's like, it's like, oh, yes, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it happen. Like, I'm going to travel to this place and I'm going to do this. But, um, but yeah, I just feel really, really grateful for... Sorry about the dog. Um, I feel really grateful <laughs> for the situation that I'm in and for the choices that I've made. And it's only because I did make that leap of faith that I just was like, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. So I, I love that. Just hearing your story brings me encouragement and you know that means to give me courage and i love that you have taken the road less traveled you have faced the fear of the unknown and put one foot in front of the other and you're making your dreams happen and they're your dreams you're not trying to fulfill someone else's dreams and by doing that by living out loud and sharing your wins and celebrating your successes um, we all get to be a little part of that and just kind of you know come along for the ride and I just so appreciate that that's what you've done and because of that we got to connect and this human connection like you said like we we live on stories we love a good story we love you know for the hero in the story to overcome the um uh the villain the you know the obstacles and um i'm just i'm so excited to get to watch you um continue to to take this road less traveled and i would really love to have you on again you know in the future and see you know what other adventures that you've had since oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you which, which other animals I've hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So uh, this is, speaking of crazy, I have to mention this just because, again, parallels. Yes. So my friend who lives in uh, Minnesota, uh, she's hilarious, by the way. She's yeah. all of three and a half feet tall. Oh. Um, so she's a little person. Yeah. <laughs> and so naturally, like the things that she says anyway, just <laughs> she, she can just say things that other people can't say. <laughs> so, I love that. I love those people. <laughs> so she's texting with me and she said, you know, how can I help you find guests for your podcast? And I'm like, well, just, you know, anyone that you think of, just send them my way or talk about it with people that you think would make a great guest. And she's like, well, I did know this guy whose best friend was, who lost his best friend um, when an, <laughs> I can't oh my get God. it out. I was like, first of all, lost his best friend, so I'm it ready to like get emotional. And you're like, <laughs> I know, it's terrible. I probably should cut this part out. 
he was a zookeeper and an elephant sat on him. <gasps> and he like, I know. That's a good way to go though, isn't it? Imagine reading the obituary. That's oh, really no. Awful. Like, again, oh. I'm being the guy's friend, but the visual, <laughs> like, he, he actually got stuck in the, in the elephant's rear. And so, no. Yes. No. <laughs> I'm totally cutting this out. I'm not putting this on the podcast. I don't think he can. I don't think he can. <laughs> write that <laughs> she went on to say whatever it was that the the guy who lost his best friend was like known for and she's like the the friend not the dead guy I'm like yeah, yeah right of course <laughs> my Becky Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with this visual in my head. <laughs> so I had, I'm totally cutting this out. I was driving <laughs> to my parents' house in rural Kentucky from, you know, city of Nashville, driving through cornfields and tobacco farms. And, you know, oh, wow. they, they just grow things everywhere. There's a cow in the field that has little hooves sticking out of its rear. And I'm like, what? is going on <laughs> and I pull over and I stop and I knock on the, the door of the house and I'm like, um, some, something is going on out here with your cow. And he's like, Oh, she's about to give birth. You want to watch? And I'm like, um, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> imagine what kind of a person you are that you're going yeah yeah i want to see this <laughs> now i had never given birth and so it it terrified me that was my greatest fear my greatest fear was giving birth i've now done it three times twice without drugs and um, twice without like, drugs Right? Like I had the first one in the hospital without drugs. I had the second one at home without drugs on purpose. And then the third one was breach and she was like all tangled up in her umbilical cord. So I had to have a C-section, but yeah, greatest fear end up doing it three times with, you know, no medication, but the, the prospect of like watching this cow give birth with these two little hooves sticking out the back end. But that's the image that flashed in my mind when she said something about <laughs> <laughs> like oh it's like the cow only one was going out and one was going in <laughs> oh god so bad it's awful <laughs> to be honest i've learned a lot today <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know this sounds stupid, but I was like, he must, they must have a really big bomb that they can fit a whole in. <laughs> <Right. laughs> oh, my word. 
we are gonna you know have what? to wrap this up. what 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 yeah we're gonna have to wrap this up but like i when i agreed to come on this show i had no idea what we were gonna talk about i had no idea <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no like you really had no idea <laughs> Camels, elephants, cows, <laughs> just dogs barking in the background. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so much going on. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Well, I actually have a girlfriend coming in like 40 minutes. She's launching this course and she's been working on it forever. And I've been helping her with just, you know, kind of beta testing it because I yeah. do a lot of editing. Mm. I love writing and editing and acting and I feel like we're living these parallel lives only I'm in a little house with three kids and you're traveling the globe so <laughs> like I'll live vicariously it's so inspiring to hearing yours like it's it's inspiring to hear like your little gems that you have like have like these like wise golden nuggets coming out of them I'm like how how did this happen <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> I think it's it's just being present, you know, like really paying attention, listening yeah. to other people's stories. When I was in high school, <clears throat> I lived in rural Kentucky wow. <laughs> with all, all the fields of corn and soybeans and tobacco. And we would drive an hour into Nashville, an uh, hour and a half, actually. Well, I guess from the high school, it was an hour um, because it took me 30 minutes to get to my high school. Very yeah. rural, you know. This is farmland and um, oh, yeah. a lot of Amish communities. You know, it's oh cool, it's out there, yeah. Um, wow. But we drove into the Tennessee Performing Arts Center in Nashville and watched Our Town by Tennessee Williams. Oh, yes, and at the very end of that play, when the main character asks, you know, the narrator who's part of the the show, you actually see him on stage. Um, does anyone realize life as they live it? It Ooh. just, it, it was like an elephant sitting on me. <laughs> just immersed in this feeling of... <laughs> ones who really realizes life as you live it. <laughs> I need to do an entire episode of outtakes <laughs> with a disclaimer. Not be offended by these. <laughs> <laughs> this is mostly laughter <laughs> and inappropriateness. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Um, I went to Nashville once um, <laughs> to film a TV show, and um, I remember um. The one thing that I like fell in love with about Nashville, I'm sure it happens like in other places in the South too, but I'd never seen fireflies before. Oh, wow. It's so magical. Oh, it, was it is. I've never seen it before. And I was just like, wow, what is this? What is this magic here? People are like, oh, you haven't seen fireflies before. <laughs> <laughs> we were, when we 
we were in Minnesota, my middle daughter said, mom, they don't have fireflies here. And I was like, what? Why not? And she said, it gets too cold. And so I had no idea that that, you know, that that was just common among, you know, like the warmer states. But yeah, it, it is it is magical, especially out in the country where you don't have all of the city lights and it's oh, completely yeah. dark. And oh. it's like seeing stars just right in front of your eyes, just flicker and twinkle. And oh, it is. It's magical. It's magical. Oh, I love that. That was the, the one thing. Oh, that and um, the chicken wings were really good as well. <laughs> Hmm. Fireflies, <laughs> fireflies and chicken wings <laughs> did you write a blog post about it like called fireflies and chicken wings no but now i want to oh, there you go hey we're all about helping you generate good content <laughs> oh perfect that's my next story that i'm gonna write about fireflies and chicken wings yeah perfect awesome <laughs> Yeah, as I was um, compiling all of the words that I wanted to use for launching this podcast, one of the things that I found myself saying was um, through this journey of going through an ugly divorce and, you know, going from being a full-time stay-at-home mom, homeschooling three kids and doing, you know, occasional little part-time gigs here and there, um, I, I had to finally just grow a pair of wings and of learn wings. how to fly. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. But I mean, I can imagine that must have been, although it must have been really, really difficult, the transition, it must have been such a liberating thing that now you're like taking a, taking control of your life and just being, again, like like what we were talking about, just becoming like your authentic self and that great mama mm-hmm. bear that you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was at a farmer's market and a, a friend of mine, I call her the candle lady because she sells oh, candles. She said, candles. she looked at me, she kind of cocked her head and she, you know, just kind of took me in for a second. And she goes, you found your wings. <gasps> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That must be such a great feeling. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Oh, so. I'm so happy for you. That's so good. Thanks. Well, as you literally fly all over the world, I will be <laughs> flying into everyone's ears <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> I love that. Really <laughs> oh, and I'm just delighted. <laughs> Delighted that you took the time to be on the show, to be my guest, to laugh with me, cry with me. I, know I might have been the only one crying, but um, it's, <laughs> it's just been a really beautiful experience. And I just, I so appreciate yeah. you taking the time to make that human connection. And I think you're beautiful. And I think what you're doing is so brave. And um, I would love for, you know, anyone who's listening, who either thinks like, <gasps> oh my gosh, like, I totally want to do what she's doing. Um, Or, oh my gosh, I need to hire her because I need a VA and I want to listen to her beautiful voice. (laughs) (laughs) How do they find you? How did they you? Um, I would say that you could go to uh, symphonyva.com and visit my website. 
or you can find me on Instagram, uh, symphony.va. So imaginative. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I actually... That's but there's all this beautiful the- imagery. Oh, absolutely. Um, but one of the best parts of this is, you know, co- I'm constantly sharing my, my mini wins, and, as you've probably seen. Um, and I'm constantly, like, sharing with groups and talking about the things that, that I'm achieving, like, just the small milestones, because... I mean, because I'm crazy and I like to talk about myself. Um, but the best part, part about it is me sharing my story and me overcoming, you know, that self-doubt and the fear to, to make it on my own has really, like, inspired a lot of people to come and ask me, like, you know, how did you do it? And I want to do this. I'm in a position or I, I really would like to, but I can't because of A, B and C. And, and it's been really nice to connect with people and be like, just give my two cents and just go, um, well, I'll be honest with you. This is, this is how I've done it. And this is how I've done this. And um, it's just, it's been great to just, like you said, just, just make those connections and really just um, try to help or inspire people to try and do what, whatever is calling them um in their life it's just been really nice mm, I love that that's beautiful so well thank you Stephanie for being my yeah. guest today and uh, I'll I have a lot of editing um in store for me unless you just keep it as it is <laughs> right Yeah, I could. I could just do a disclaimer, you know. This podcast episode took a turn that we were not expecting. If you're easily offended. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Graphic images. (laughs) Oh, dear. Bums, camels, and elephants. Right. (laughs) And elephant bombs. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We'll just bring it full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You're the best. This has been so much fun. We could totally be friends in real life. I know. Well, if you ever fancy a trip to Bali, let me know. And next time I'm coming to Nashville, I'm going to come and see you. Yes, please do. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. That would be a lot of fun. Yay. We'll catch some dragonflies. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds wonderful, but not at the Nashville Zoo. So no, not there. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, love. I'm gonna hop off. Thank you again okay. for being on the show, and, uh, and you, you have so a much. have a fabulous day. You too. Thank you. Lovely Great. to speak to you. You too. Take care, Stephanie. Bye bye. Hey, thanks for listening. If you thought of someone while you're listening to this episode, would you send it to them? Just let them know you were thinking about them or that they came to mind and make that connection. If you would take a minute to rate and review my show, that would mean the world to me. And let me know about topics that you want us to cover in future episodes. Oh, And don't forget to subscribe. What are you waiting for? Go hit the subscribe button right now. (laughs) I'll see you next time. Bye.